The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. This is a special edition of Busted Open on Sirius XM Fight Nation. Live from the Sirius XM studios in New York City, this is Busted Open. Your only destination for daily pro wrestling talk in the entire world. From the independent scene to the main event of WrestleMania, no one covers pro wrestling like Busted Open. Eddie Guerrero was busted open. Hot topics, breaking news, and interviews with some of the biggest names in the game. A show designed for the fan by the fan. Old school. The irritable force meeting the immovable object meets new school. Busted Open. Austin 316 says I just whipped your ass. Live now. This is Busted Open's Women in Wrestling Special. Here's Dave LaGreca, ECW legend Tommy Dreamer, with Mickey James and Valerie Windham. Welcome to Busted Open Women in Wrestling. And Tommy, again, my tag team partner is doing all these shows with me. The innovator of violence, the landlord of the house of hardcore, Tommy Dreamer. And Tommy, we got one hell of a show in store for the nation today. Absolutely. And, you know, we're talking before the women's revolution. If we're going to talk about women of professional wrestling, my number one favorite woman of all time will be our guest today. The one and only M. Jizzle, Mickey James. I love her to death. My favorite in-ring female performer of all time. And I'm going to call you out on some of your comments you recently made about uh, some of the ladies in the current WWE scope. Got to do it. Got to do it. I was going to call in. I was going to call in and say, and another one of my personal favorites from Impact Days where we became really, really good friends. SoCal Valerie will be joining us as well. Look forward to this show. Yeah, and they have something new that they're going to inform the nation about, and that is the Gaw TV grown ass women, which you can get on YouTube. So I think Tommy, we're gonna talk a lot about that. You know, I I we're taping this show on a Tuesday. I wish it was a Wednesday because they have wine Wednesdays. So I would I think we're doing this on the wrong day, Tommy. Did you say wine Wednesdays? That's right, wine Wednesdays. Yeah, well, you do not want I've hung out with these two women and their other uh partner, Victoria. You do not want to be you can't hang with these ladies, David. I'm telling you. I know you like your daddy sodas. I have seen them out drink men, women, be the last people standing. And I would just be like, how are they still going? And I don't drink. I'm just making sure everyone gets home okay. And they're still there. So <laughs> still there. they're grizzled well, as grizzled in. can be. Uh, so let's bring them in. Uh, so we do have Mickey James and, of course, SoCal Val. And, and guys, thank you so much for joining the show today. We really appreciate it. Oh, this is amazing. Thank you so much for having us. I'm so happy to be here. And oh my God, Dreamer, I love you so much. Look at you. Love you I, too. I love your whole face. Yeah, my <laughs> pandemic beard. 
we love Tom and Drew, but we love this show. And, and like Mickey said, we're so grateful to be here, especially to promote our new venture. So thanks for having us. Well, let's, let's dive right in. There's a lot to talk about. So talk about the idea of the Gaul TV and how it all started. I'll let you take this one, Mickey. Oh, um, you know, grown ass woman is not a, like, it's a phrase that's been thrown around a lot. Like, I think it has like, you know, Oh, how dare they talk to me? I'm a grown ass woman. I'll tell them like, at least I know I've said that on several occasions. Um, but it was really something that I traveled with Fox a lot back, you know, when I was on the road. So we, we kind of come up with this, we we're going to be team gall, you know, because they had just come back with the women's tag division. They just come back with all this. And so we want to be the team of team gall of grown ass women, you know, but of like, because we been there and been in the circle long enough to know and to be in some of the same situations as some of the younger talent in those situations, but how we would handle them then compared to how we handle them today as a grown ass woman. That's not just on a professional level, but at an emotional level and just a, a personal level of every, everything. So, and how you view things and change things. So that was kind of like the concept or the idea and then to be of like, we kind of started writing it as of like the laws of Gaul and the book of Gaul and how to build your Gaul pyre kind of thing. And then Val and I have talked separately on several occasions on doing shows together. And Val, she's so talented. She does so much work as a host and she's just brilliant. And so we, and just our humor has always just gone back and forth. We just have this natural organic and same with Lisa and I. And so I think the three of us to be able to come together to do something unique for our female audience or the people that embrace that, the femininity of that, what's still left in the wrestling business, because we are tough women. You know, you have to be, you have to have thick skin, you have to be tough, but we're still women and we're still sensitive and we still love fashion and makeup and wine. Emphasis on the wine, but she's right. And not only that, but I think what's cool about the, the uh, dynamic is that, you know, I'm 34, moved to England. I've got my sort of career going in a path that's not really including wrestling. Mickey, um, out of the three of us, she's a mom. So she has that insight that a lot of women are curious about, you know, being a busy mom, having an amazing career and still looking as gorgeous as she does. Lisa is retired from professional wrestling, getting back into the restaurant business and doing different career ventures as well. So I think that we're in different parts of our lives, especially when it comes to professional wrestling, it's going to be a really cool dynamic for us. As the host of this show, Dave, I'm sorry to cut you off here, but how do you wrangle in Mickey and Lisa while there's wine going on? This is a this is a hard task to do. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to do our best. Like I think that I'm really interested in how the next hour is going to go, Tommy, because Oh, you're you have no clue, David. You have no clue. <laughs> We can make it a wine Tuesday. We should have brought our wine in, you know, and I, I know Tommy doesn't drink, but David, do you drink? You drink. I do. And, and, every now and Tommy, then. Tommy so used the term it. daddy soda. So I, I drink daddy sodas, which is beer, but I, being a father, I call it daddy sodas. Uh-huh. So if you're going to indulge in wine, I'll indulge in some daddy sodas and we'll see how the next hour goes. Well, we Yay! don't have wine now you can always go to alan's arm bar where we have our special cocktails with our our local resident um he, he works for really cheap you know yeah. uh bartender extraordinaire if you will yeah 
we didn't want it to make a show. We didn't want to make the show only about drinking, but let's face it. It's, it's three girls getting together. We're in our pajamas. It's a casual fun setting. We used to do a show called pillow talk. And that sort of uh, was something we wanted to touch on was like, you know, girl talk. And, you know, we have a lot of male fans that we love and that we're very loyal to, and they're loyal to us. But like Mickey touched on, we're trying to kind of relate to our female fans because what I think is going to be interesting for fans that are uh, not as familiar with the, the three of us together. And if they can handle that, God bless them. Uh, but Mickey and Lisa are, are girls' girls, and it's something that we can talk about because they're not just these badass wrestlers, but uh, having them as my girlfriends, I've always known them as this sort of uh, honest uh, you know, group of girls, and they've been my sort of soundboard and my support over the years, so I think it's cool for them to see us all together. And if there's a cocktail or five enjoyed, like Mickey said, we have the arm bar. We're making signature cocktails for each episode. I think that's a bonus, a boozy bonus. All right, so, so if you were going to have a signature cocktail for this show, could you come up with a signature cocktail for Busted Open? I'm thinking daddy soda. I'm just glad you explained what it is because I immediately thought that is the funniest hashtag, daddy soda. If, if I mean, that, that should be a T-shirt. We can capitalize on this. I know. Actually, actually, it is a T-shirt. You can get it at Pro Wrestling Tees oh. at the Dave LaGreca store, but you can buy a daddy soda Dave LaGreca T-shirt. Yes. How dare you not know that? You know, I want what you need the daddy soda cup, you know, like a daddy soda yeah. bevy holder, a big straw. Why are you entertaining these two, David? You have but no this clue is the about- show, Tommy. I understand that it's just they're gonna take over. Come on, I know their personalities. They're All right, Tommy, you asked Tommy, you know what? I'm gonna <laughs> Don't throw be it surly, to you. Temple. You know what, Tommy? <laughs> Since you want to have control, I'll let you ask the question. Go ahead, Tommy. You ask. Oh, wait a second, we got a break. All right, when we come back. We're going to come back with Mickey James, with SoCal Val, and Tommy will ask his question and get some control of the show when we're back right here on Busted Open. This Wednesday on MLB Network Radio, the 2020 MLB Draft. The Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim select Michael Trout. Pick by pick analysis from former executives Jim Bowden and Jim Duquette. Interviews with your team's newest stars. This Wednesday at 7 Eastern, the MLB Draft on MLB Network Radio, Sirius 209, XM89. And listen at home with your Amazon Alexa, Google Assistant, or however you stream in the house. This is Busted Open's Women in Wrestling Special. Here's Dave LaGreca, ECW legend Tommy Dreamer, with Mickey James and Valerie Windham. Welcome back to Busted Open Women in Wrestling, and we are so pleased to be joined by Mickey James and, of course, SoCal Val, talking about the Gaw TV. And am I saying it right? Is that how you say it, the Gaw? Sure. Gaw sounds- TV. Gorgeous. Gaw. Okay. Tommy, I'm yeah. going to leave it to you because you were trying to get order on this whole thing. I cut you off because we needed to break. I know you had a question. So, Tommy, the floor is yours. First of all, I love the idea. And Mickey is, has such a brilliant mind. I love that idea of the gorgeous girls or kind of like it would be an updated PMS with uh, you, Fox, and somebody else. Um I, I love that idea, and I like the idea of the TV show, but uh, I like to kind of like tell our listeners uh, some different stories. And, and like with Val, I've known Val a long, long time, or I've known of her, and then we became pretty close uh, when we worked on Impact. But Val's story, uh, you know, when we talk about, because she was really never a wrestler, but Val, you came into the business during a time where your occupation wasn't really looked at. Uh, 
uh, I want to say seriously. And it was even, I feel harder for you because you weren't, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm willing to take a bump, but I'm not a wrestler. And you were like, I could manage, I could be a host, I want to be a TV personality, as opposed to today, it's, I feel easier. But when you were trying to do this, man, it was hard. And they're like, wait, she's not a, a wrestler or she's not, you know, bumping. So, because uh, I, I know some of the roadblocks that you went through. So maybe you want to tell our listeners some of the roadblocks, because now you're like a producer, you're producing your own God TV. God damn it. You can spit in the face of every person that closed the door on you. There's a couple out there. I, I like how you were doing a little branding there. You almost said, gaw, damn it. And I do appreciate that very much. Hashtag. But, Sounds um, like a shirt. Yeah. <laughs> Another shirt. That and daddy soda. We're, we're minted, you guys. Uh, yeah, no, thank you, Tommy, for that. I, I've never really wanted to be a wrestler. That was never my intention. I wanted to be, I looked up to Stephanie McMahon and, and the Tory Wilsons, and I, I loved all of the girls, but I knew that my place was never in doing anything super athletic. I bruise like a peach. I don't enjoy it. It's just the, the name of the game. Everyone always asked me, why don't you wrestle? And it's just, that's not my, it's not my forte. It's not what I wanted to do. And I dabbled in different things. You know, I started managing uh, three days after my 16th birthday on independent wrestling shows and being a character and doing the acting. And then with Impact Wrestling, I went everywhere from uh, doing uh, production assistant work to then Ring Girl for about 48 years, I believe it was, 48 and a half. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, you know, getting a chance to do a storyline with Sanjay Dutt and Jay Lethal. And then after that, uh, you know, when they left the company, it was sort of like, okay, well, what now? And I remember Terry Taylor came up to me, who I love, and he said, you know, will you be Ring Girl again? Will you take that step back? And I said, it is a step back. I was proud of myself for saying that. But whatever the company wants me to do, I just want to contribute. And getting into the business, it was harder because it wasn't like, okay, this girl wants to wrestle. I had to sort of face like, well, why is she around? You know, why is she so dressed up? She's trying to... um, you know, uh, what, is she, what are her intentions here? And I had even actually a female um, tell me in the early days of Impact Wrestling, you know, no one's going to ever respect you if you keep dressing up like that backstage doing an office job. And I thought, well, I'm sorry about you and your jeans and you're willing, you know, not willing to care about what you look like, but I ain't that girl. And I dress up and I'm girly. I'm never going to apologize for that. And so production assistant led to Ring Girl. Ring Girl led to Storylines. And then I think, you know, with the help of people like Jeremy Borash and Mike Weber, I started to really sink my teeth into ring announcing and presenting, as they call it in the UK, hosting, writing my own scripts and uh, figuring out my own shows. I remember, Tommy, there was a, a golf course. Do you remember being on the golf course for a certain segment we did? Uh, and, and you know, it was my job to kind of go there and produce it and to edit the clips together and to make it work and put the graphics in and all that stuff. And fans don't really understand that that's what I was doing a lot of, a lot of the internet stuff, not just on camera and I wasn't on camera that much. So for years it was a little difficult to always hear, why is she still here? What does she even do? And people backstage would see me running around crazy and, and working my ass off. So um, I eventually figured that people would <laughs> would get the dr- get the gist that I was there for the right reasons, but it wasn't always uh, the first thing on everyone's minds that I was there to contribute to wrestling because I loved it so much. Absolutely. Yeah. Do you miss it? I mean, I, I've worked with you a little bit at TNA because Busted Open did some pay-per-views with TNA about five or six years ago. And that was a great time in that company. Like, you look at the amount of talent that was that was there. Do you miss it at all? 
I don't really. And, and I say that because, you know, I was with Impact Wrestling for nine years. I started really young and I kind of always thought that if I wasn't evolving and if I was even uh, standing still, I wasn't moving forward. And my, my later years in the company, as much fun as it was to sort of get bigger roles, like I was doing a little bit of office work. I was helping with sponsorships and I was sort of wrangling talent and doing things, which was a little weird to be sort of like, why is Val now sort of doing office-y things? That part I really liked because I was kind of dabbling in both talent and office stuff. But at the same time, um, I felt like nine years was a really long time. I, I literally grew up in that company. So around 2013, it was starting to feel like, okay, a little bit like beating a dead horse. I've been here a really long time. And, you know, I don't, I didn't want to be in that same position for forever. When people ask me about watching a baby face or the top baby faces in professional wrestling, I say Ricky Steamboat, Ricky Morton. Mickey James, Brad Armstrong, the, you need to watch these people as in-ring performers because there are no better. And uh, Mickey, you have been laid up with an injury, correct? I have been. I what have the been. hell happened to you? Oh, man. It's so annoying. And you, I think that you can relate because it was a house show and it was like Waco, Texas house show. It wasn't even a good loop. You know, it was... One of my first, I haven't even debuted. They just switched me over to SmackDown roster. Haven't, I was just about, I was doing my first house show loop on the SmackDown team now as a SmackDown, you know, performer and wrestling Carmella. And it was on the freakest, stupidest thing of her just rolling me out of a hold. We're getting ready to go home. You know what I mean? That simple of something. And it was just the pivot of like going this way instead of going straight ahead or whatever. And my foot was planted. And so it happened so quickly. And when I tell you it was like an explosion, I could feel the explosion in the back of my leg and hear the pop throughout my body, but it didn't hurt. I like was irritated at the ref for stopping the match because I felt like I could just finish the match. I'm like, oh, we're going home. Like, it's fine. Like, I got this, you know? So I'm mad at him, walked back to the arena. And it wasn't until I had the MRI that they're like, I thought it was going to be like maybe a torn meniscus, six to eight weeks, torn ACL, nine months. And here we are. And then I was just getting ready to get cleared right before WrestleMania this year. And obviously all this COVID and everything has happened. And so we've been quarantined. So I just haven't been back. I've just been chilling at home. Donovan loves it. He's uh, fine. That's <laughs> awesome. Um, I think there's a bigger story to tell with a lot of women, especially a woman with, uh, of your situation where you are a mother and uh, as well as, you know, you have been different parts of the wrestling business. You've been more when it was the TNA. I'm not talking the company, the more tits and ass part, but you were always the pro wrestler, but you adapt so, so well. And to now just to be like, it's a, it's a joke amongst, I feel other wrestlers where we're like, can you imagine that wrestling fans now just want to see the girls wrestle as opposed to look at these beautiful women out there. But it is so important, like in what you're trying to do with your, your television show, but talking about getting in shape after having a child. And there's so many women that look up to you guys as inspirations. And I don't feel that that's commended enough because I've never had a child and I've been trying to get in shape for years. But like you guys have just like, I mean, you're in better shape now than you've ever been. You're so sweet. I don't know about that. You are. Just, oh yeah. I love, I love you. I, I do think, you know, and I'm certainly not the first woman to do it, to come back as a mother. I think it was, it was a lot more unheard of 10 years ago than it is now. 
obviously, you know, it's, 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 it's more acceptable. It's more acceptable as a female to be a mother and a performer where it was before you really, it was a, it was a rarity that you were a mom as well. Or if it was, you did, you certainly never brought your kids to the show or did any of that. It was just like a very separate world. Um, and now it's different, which is amazing. It's amazing. But I come getting back in shape was a lot harder than I thought it was going to be, but it was a lot to do with the fact that I, for the first time in my life, didn't have to diet and I still worked out the entire, like my entire time during my pregnancy, but I did not diet and I gained way more weight than I probably should have. So that it took me longer, I think, to kick back because at that time I waited obviously until I was 35, you know, to have a child. So then our metabolisms, everything changed. So then to then have to come, it's not like I'm trying to kick back in my, like I, with my metabolism, I had in my twenties after having a child, I'm now 35, 36, trying to get back my 20 year old body because a female in our industry is in this still today. I feel like we, we are set to a different standard of it's, we just can't throw on a pair of tights of high waisted tights. You know what I mean? And put on a little bit more tanner and baby oil and it's okay. It's not, it's, it just doesn't. And, and we are breaking those barriers down in certain aspects, but that is a thing, you know what I mean? And so I worked really, really hard. I tried to get back, you know, to a body that, to, to myself, to where I was comfortable. Not really what I cared, what everyone else thought. It was more what I thought and how I felt, you know. Was there ever a doubt about coming back, you know, you know, being a mom and starting a family? Was there ever a point where you're like, you know what, I accomplished so much in my career. You know what, maybe I'm happy with the way that it was and I really don't need to come back. Was that ever a thought? Ironically, yeah, certainly it was. It was right before they actually called me back. And I think that came to, uh, it's so weird how that I think those things happen or those moments happen because Dreamer, we have a, a similar story of like when I almost quit in Louisville and then, you know, you told me to go home for a couple of weeks and chill out and relax and reset because it's just, but it was just, I was pretty much I'd, I'd kind of made up my mind because I tried to go back to WWE. I tried to get them to pay attention. I tried to go to really TNA and get them to maybe pay me kind of what I wanted them to pay me, but also like still, I was very blessed there because it's a much lighter schedule and it was a lot easier as far as, you know, being a, a, a mom with Donovan, he was so young then. And, and this, my time there when I did come back, um, but it's just, I had kind of given it up because I'd spent so long trying to like get that one last run or to have that retirement match or to do something special that I felt like was worthy of me, like to take a curtsy and a bow out. And then I started to go like, you know what, if it's not going to happen, it's just not going to happen. And I just have to accept that, you know, and, and that's totally fine. If I'm really okay with my career in a sense of like the goals I've accomplished, just because I have more goals or if they perhaps they are or are not obtainable, but I can't, discredit everything I've already done just because for my own ego of the sense to say like, I need this for my own closure. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I, just, I think that I had to come to, cause I kept like saying, forgetting about all how far we've come and, and how far the business has changed from. And I do feel like I'm a small por portion of that, you know, that movement of that evolution of that, you know, growth from, pre-Diva era when you were, we were all superstars, when, when Trish Stratus, when Lita, when these were household names to the Diva era, when then it was the Diva brand that was the superstar, not the individual to then break back out of that mold, which kind of set us back a little bit, you think about it, to then break back out of that mold to where now we have 
women that can be household names as the man, as a Charlotte Flair or whoever it is now. So that's a, that's a, a huge thing. So, yeah. When you look at the superstars now and the tremendous women athletes and like, again, I'm glad that you said it because you really are a part of that. You were, you set that foundation with the work that you did. And then you see a Charlotte Flair, you see an Oscar. Becky Lynch is now, you know, you know, she's stepping back because she's starting a family as well. I mean, you have to look at that and have some sense of pride about it as well, too. I think that we all do. I think we all as a group and and I never try to take away from anything from, you know, the women who laid the foundation for us. And I feel mm -hmm. like sometimes if anything, that's probably the, the biggest disservice that we sometimes do is that we spend so much time praising the now that we forget how we got there and who, who it took to do that for us. Because these are women who were doing the blood, sweat and teared labor with zero credit. You know what I mean? With zero acknowledgement and zero credit. And you can't discredit those women. You know what I mean? You can't take that away from them. Um, and I think it's amazing that the women are getting the credit that they deserve and they're getting the credit, you know, the, the opportunities to main event, you know, the show or to main event WrestleMania and to get merch, to get their own t-shirts. I mean, we I never had t-shirts. <laughs> I mean, I got t-shirts now, but I mean, yep. that was a big thing. That's huge. It seems so minor. It seems so little, but that was a, that's a big deal. That was, I a would big think deal. so. Yeah. Because it's acknowledgement. Number one, it's respectability, but also it's an, another Avenue to make money as well. And if everybody else is doing it, why can't we too? Right. As, as well as action figures for the longest time, women couldn't get action figures because they were like, Oh, it's, it's too much competition with Barbie dolls and guys wouldn't buy them, but no collectors will buy anything. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and it was a big accomplishment for the women to get that. And, and you know, I, I've said this before. Uh, it used to be a locker room sellout when they'd have the bra and panties matches or the bikini matches. And I, you know, I forget about my personal relationship with the girls. And, and I always would be like, it's kind of demeaning because I knew how good the, the women were at wrestling and was always like a, a big advocate of just women wrestling. But I always said, you tell me what guy would go out there in a thong uh, and wrestle or what guy would go out there and do stuff that the women were doing back in that era. And I would be like, it would be a handful of people. I would totally do it just because I'm an exhibitionist. But besides that, I don't know Prove who it. else really would. <laughs> I'm in the farm right we now. <laughs> you are amazing. We're here with SoCal Val, one of the great personalities of all time in pro wrestling. And of course, one of the greatest women's wrestler, hell, one of the greatest wrestlers period with mickey james we got more with women in wrestling when we continue right here on busted open the wait is finally over basketball is back 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 22 teams the magical 22 are heading down to orlando they had to find a way to build this to come to an agreement i think an amazing job by the nba for coast to coast coverage of the return of basketball including expert analysis and play-by-play -play, tune to nba radio series 207 xm86 and listen at home with amazon alexa google assistant or however you stream in the house a woman's place is in the squared circle. This is Busted Open's Women in Wrestling special on Sirius XM Fight Nation. Welcome back to Women in Wrestling. So pleased to have SoCal Val, Valerie Windham, and of course, Mickey James. And we're talking a lot about their new YouTube show, 
the God TV, uh, grown ass women. Thank you guys for, for giving us the time today. We're having a lot of fun. I appreciate it. Thank you. I know personally that this show will be successful because I have never met two more determined women. Uh, Victoria's just hanging on for a paycheck, but these two, Val and Mickey James, they are so determined in literally anything that they usually do uh, is, is, has become successful. Uh, So I have no doubt that this venture will be a success because they are their own bosses, uh, Piloting, piloting their own ship. But Val, we were off the air and I, you gave me permission to tell this story. Mickey doesn't know it. So uh, I'm going to tell this story that I didn't even remember. So I'm excited about this one. Of uh, how you were semi-banned from WWE for a little bit. Mm. Uh, this was WrestleMania Los Angeles. I'm working in the office and we had just had a lovely incident of one rhinoceros uh, throwing a giant flower pot at uh, one John Laurinaitis, who was the head of talent relations. There was a lot of chaos going on. Now, (laughs) the biggest understory of this entire thing, this is the WrestleMania post-party where it's, you know, it's a lot of security, hobnobbing to get in. And uh, we just had an altercation with a a talent and a boss and which led to later rhinos getting fired. Um, But this was going to be the first time that one, this uh, small rookie, Dwayne Johnson and Vince McMahon were going to talk. They had a falling out and they were, had a separate meeting that this, they're going to meet at the WrestleMania post party. And me working in talent relations, very few people know about what's going to go on. So me, the Stooge, Mark Carano, John Laurinaitis, we all have to set like this little patio area with security everywhere. It was like the FBI getting ready and Vince is going to finally sit down with the rock and they've been fighting over his name. This is their first meeting in a long time. So I'll never forget it. The limousine opens up Dwayne Johnson, the rock stepping out and, you know, people are seeing him and Vince is getting ready. And out of nowhere, this tough enough wrestler Hawk, who is his name, I believe. Yep. And one SoCal Valerie sneak through and you were just oblivious. You literally were oblivious to this whole situation. Mm-hmm. You sneak through this backstage like patio area, which was just kind of like, it was open, but we had security everywhere. Yeah. And this guy goes right up to Vince as Rock is approaching and like, hey, Vince, like this is where he feels it's his moment to yeah, shine like and, mm-hmm. and meet Vince McMahon again or whatever, trying to get a job. And he introduced himself and you as Rock is like approaching and it was like me and Carano and Johnny had to act like FBI and quickly like, okay, you got to go, you got to go, blah, blah, You were just totally oblivious to the whole yeah, thing. No. But then you were kind of banned for uh, quite some time from WWE because of, uh, and I had yes. thought like that was your boyfriend, like all this stuff. Yeah. And, and I, must later, about, I must have been about 17, I think, because I didn't know him very well. I was, um, we were at WrestleMania and, it was myself. I don't think we were there with Hawk. Maybe a promoter and myself and was another um, with another girl that was a ring girl in TNA. Well, if there ever was wrong place, wrong time. Yeah. Poor Val, like a deer in the headlights. That's kind of explains my entire WWE <laughs> ventures in the first place. Just sort of weirdness always and like walking on eggshells and like this person giving me, you know, it's been a weird thing with them. And uh, 
I remember because I didn't know Hawk very well, but he's quite a character. He's the first person I ever saw talking to himself outside of a show. He's going over something, but he just, and he's a sweetheart, but he's just very, very eccentric is the word I would use for him. And I remember being kind of in the lobby and Frankie Kazarian was there, who I'd done a couple shows with, you know, in, um, in California. It was, I don't think I was even in wrestling more than a year. I've done some shows and that's it. And yeah, I remember that weird situation, but I tell you, I'm not kidding. There's been so many, I wish we had more time because there's so many weird <laughs> deputy stories of like, I was just telling the story the other day that somebody said, well, what was your experience after Impact Wrestling? I said, oh, there was a time where they told me to wear a mask as Adam Rose's, um, what do you call it? Rosebuds, jabronis. And because, oh, well, we, we've heard you're on a show called Impact Wrestling, but we don't know what that is. Of course, everyone knew what it was. And you have to wear this mask so no one knows it's you, but we don't know the show because we're cooler than that. We don't watch Impact. There's been some weird WWE wackiness in my weird career. I'm telling you. Mickey, maybe you want to it's nay the show a eh, when you're talking about SoCal Valley. Like I, <laughs> it's like that I girl do, that 20 years ago came into a party and yeah, yeah. Like so I do when uh, I feel like Vince would actually love you because you're so I think because you're brilliant and you're smart and you're intelligent. You know what I mean? I think that he would if he actually met you, he would actually really love you. Which is I'm so a funny. big fan, and obviously you know I'm, I'm a huge Stephanie Mark. Like she, I know you are. backstage and stuff. Weird story. I won't get into the whole thing, but it is hilarious. And we're all friends here. I, one of the last times I was there, I um, introduced myself as they were little, like she almost like ran into me in Triple H and said, "Hi, I'm Val. Thank you so much for having me. I was just doing extra work and I left. I just said thank you for having me and I left and." Um, I was later pulled aside and said, oh, you know, you're not supposed to say thank you to them. You're not supposed to look at them. You're not supposed to talk to them. So, yeah, I haven't what? had this. What? Yeah. <sighs> yeah. How about that? Yeah, that was the last experience. And I thought, damn it, I love her. I love Triple H. And I mean, I'm not, I didn't say hi. I'm someone from, you know, who am I? I'm just doing extra work. This was like 2013, 14. And yeah, it's been a weird, I told you, it's been a weird, uh, wacky WWE experience for me. You just get hit with the awkward stick left and right. <laughs> I know. I'm yeah, Mickey. I'm like, oh, sorry. Mickey, you got to do like I do when I tell people I know Bubba. I'd be like, oh, yeah, we're kind of like, we kind of know each other. Yeah. Don't we all do that? You don't want to get that Val heat. <laughs> that I've Val mania heat. <laughs> I've been dodging that Bubba heat for years. Oh, yeah, he's all right. That Bubba. Yeah. That all right. Mickey. Yeah, you got hockey, Val. <laughs> <laughs> And honestly, uh, what Mickey said, I could totally see Vince uh, and, and Stephanie being, uh, I, I've never known either of them to be not nice uh, when it comes to like outside of business, but um, I could totally see you know, like Vince being like that with you. And I think it was more just because of, you know, Johnny trying to be keeping his job and, you know, how dare someone interrupt. But again, it was just, it was the perfect. And yeah. And let that me one say guy, that the, the rock. Met them, they have been nice. They've been very nice. Oh, like, DJ. Been very welcoming. Yeah. But it's, it's always like, I find people like that. It's, it's not really them. They're always nice, but it's like the minions around them are kind of like, Oh, you shouldn't have said that. And I'm like, they were, you know, I thought I was being polite. Like, I don't know. They said hi to me. What am I supposed to, ah, I'm so, oh, yeah. oh, oh. Now, I turn into a mute. <laughs> David. <laughs> Yes. I'm not going to bury you because uh, you're my tag team partner. You're my friend. But I listened to the show on Monday and uh, you and Bubba got into it was a heated show. I really didn't like the show because it was there was a lot of animosity on that show. Wow. And uh, you had because said, you know why? Because every time Bully says yes, something, he, he likes to turn right. stuff around. Yes, he doesn't know, you know. You know what I'm I saying? He doesn't. He's not no, open to other opinions. I agree. I agree. I'm not, I don't want you to fire up again, please. This is all about love, peace, and happiness. But 
you had said your opinion, can you please say it? Because I don't want to. I don't want to say it wrongly. So you say about Charlotte Flair. Oh, about Charlotte Flair. I said I. I. Th- I believe that Charlotte Flair is head and shoulders above anybody else in the women's division. That's what I said. Yes. Okay. And you are saying that because I'm out injured at the moment. Of course. Like you're not there a part of the roster. Right Clearly. Clearly. I was driving and I wanted to friggin' call in Why also to call try in? to be to be the peacemaker because I'm driving and that's illegal. Okay. And uh I wanted to say there is no better talent on that roster, and there is every girl can go. And I that's what I love about the WWE right now. Everyone is good right now. We have never seen a more motivated, and especially when she comes back, but a Heel Charlotte Flair versus a babyface uh, Mickey James would be probably like that would be WrestleMania worthy, and those two would tear it up. And I know Dave, you're very, very he's a big Charlotte Flair mark, he's a big Rick Flair mark, so I, exactly. But Bubba wouldn't let him go about head, head and shoulders above the rest. And I, I'm a big Charlotte Flair fan. I said her versus Oscar was probably the best match at WrestleMania. But that's because they haven't seen you and Charlotte. And the only way she's uh, head and shoulders above you is because she's taller than you. And And that's it. Those two would be pure money and pure dynamite. And I think there's so many different ways to book that match. So, David, there's my opinion of that whole thing. And you answered it fabulously by saying Mickey is not on the roster. Yes. but And the other thing, too, is that and and this is I, I don't think this is just my opinion. I think this is opinion of a lot of people. You know, Mickey James is a Hall of Famer. So when Mickey James came back, I thought she was going to be in a feud with the Charlotte Flair and such. Because when you have somebody come back and you have a story as good as that one was, and you're talking about a Hall of Famer and you're talking about somebody there would no, would, there would not be the women's evolution and revolution if it wasn't for somebody like Mickey James. To me, she should be in a feud with Charlotte Flair in a match at WrestleMania. That's that's not just my opinion. I think most people would think that as well. Thank you. Absolutely. And Mickey, besides your big gaw angle, uh, do you think uh, you coming back where you want to be slash motivated for what to do? And uh, have Val as your manager because she'll get you a lot of heat backstage, not really with the fans. Right. Just at the after party. All that backstage. (laughs) I really struggled getting it on my own, as we all know. (laughs) All right. And Uh, and by the way, I I said Charlotte was uh, head and shoulders, Tommy, because she is so fucking tall. When we come back, (laughs) he's very tall, very tall person. When we come back, I want to get back into the God TV. There's a lot more to do before we say goodbye right here on Busted Open. This is Busted Open's Women in Wrestling special on Sirius XM Fight Nation. Here are your hosts, Dave LaGreca and ECW legend Tommy Dreamer. Welcome back to Busted Open Women in Wrestling. Myself and Tommy Dreamer, two amazing guests. We have SoCal Val, Valerie Windham, and Mickey James, one of the greatest of all times. And Tommy, this was a lot of fun today. Oh, man, I could talk to these women forever. You have no clue. I've traveled with these girls. I friggin' they're the best. I love them. We love you. Are you going to watch the God TV? 
I already do. I see. I follow all of them on social media. I see stupid Victoria talking. I was just like, <laughs> shut up already. <laughs> well, since she's not here, I'll let SoCal Val and Mickey. She's not J- here to defend herself. Yeah, oh. well. That's, that's why that, I'm talking smack about her. She could have came on, but she chose not to. So SoCal Val and Mickey James, you guys, the floor is yours. Please tell us how people can get in touch with you, how they can follow you, and how they can follow the show. Well, first of all, Lisa, as sweet as she is, she literally was like, can I make a video apologizing that I'm I'm at work and I can't do the, the, the show today? So she is Tommy Dreamer's biggest fan, first of all. And we love her to death. She is, I'm telling you, we, we hit on some really poignant things and the feedback we get are things like, is Lisa going to wear the dino onesie again, the dinosaur outfit that she wore on episode one? So we have so much fun on the show. And as we described, you know, we're we're really trying to uh, make it something that that's lighthearted and, you know, have some poignant parts. We want to focus on female empowerment, focus on our personal lives, really let people in to see our personal lives uh, more than ever. And uh, if you want to follow us on social media, our website, first of all, it's easy to remember, gawtv.com. We're on Twitter, Instagram. Uh, we actually are starting a Patreon, patreon.com slash gawtv for even more exclusives because, you know, we're, we're such social media kind of gals. We love posting videos and photos and direct messaging with the fans and really getting in there and, and uh, focusing on them as well. And I think at the height of our conversations, when we were creating the show. We kept saying we want to make it fan interactive. We want to interact with the fans and stay engaging because they over the years and Mickey, of course, and Lisa have these huge followings that they've had the same fans for years that have been so loyal. So it's sort of a nice thing that we can feature them on the show with video submitted questions and shout outs and things like that. So we want it to be a very fan centric but again, lighthearted and an escape. And right now, that's exactly what we need is, is to take a break from all of the craziness in the world. So if we can be entertaining, then we've done our job. I like it. Gaw, gaw. 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 Hashtag Gaw TV. All right, so what, what episodes do you have coming up? Like promote some of the episodes that we can see. Um, well, we have episode, well, we've just done episode three uh, will be this week. And then um, we have a psychic medium coming on, a, a ghost hunter of sorts. Nice. Coming wow. yeah, yeah, I'm really excited about that, that she's coming up. We've done, you know, stuff with our endorsements, um, like Fresh Fine Wine, um, Pretty Little Thing. We have uh, Kathy. Kathy's going to come on who does my PR but she also represents a lot of people like Donovan McNabb and she represents um, who, Danica Patrick. She just, he, she signed her. So oh, I mean, wow. she represents a lot of great people, but just to talk about different, like as, as far as a woman and in, in that PR marketing world, and especially because she works with so many like NFL, she's worked with different from TO to now uh, Donovan, like just different like football players as well and navigating those worlds. So I thought that those would be fun. So we have just, Honestly, we're going to have our friends on anytime, like my sister's in the room and she's hanging out and wants to sit down and talk to us about very important nonsense, then she will be there with us. Tommy wants to come on. Tommy said he's going to be our first male guest. Um, We have Jess coming on. Alan does the arm bar. We have Jess ODB with her food truck, be a sexy mother trucker where she's going to come on and maybe offer up different. You like that, Tommy? (laughs) Hashtag. Well, hashtag, we love a good hashtag. <laughs> You're a hashtag and motherfucker. All right, yeah. for, from the both of you, name a dream guest that you would love to have on the show. Ooh. Ooh. 
I mean, they go to drag queens. But the, I, I will say before we name a dream guest that we, it's important for us to not just have our connections of wrestling people on the show, which will happen, but to have uh, people like you were saying, uh, someone in PR and these badass boss babes, we have a grown ass woman of the week. We really do want to focus on some of our female friends and, and fans. Mm -hmm. But oh gosh, if I could pick anyone to be on the show, Mickey, who are you thinking? I, I'm thinking drag queens. Um, uh, ooh, RuPaul. <laughs> I know, I know. I would have went with like um, Dolly Parton. I would love to have her on the show oh, and pick yeah. her brain and just be hang out and drink a glass of wine with Dolly. Like that would be my life. Day would be made. My whole life would might be made. I know one one Dwayne Johnson won't ever be on that show. By the oh, way. No. Why yeah. not? DJ, come on. <laughs> <laughs> Triple uh, H. I mean, hey, well, let's get a little we'll interaction in there. I don't know. <laughs> I have a question for the both of you, uh, since we're kind of wrapping this up here. And I'll, I'll go with Val first. Uh, Val, uh, for someone who's trying to make it in the wrestling industry, uh, the route that you're going, what would you say is, besides doing every like important job, but as being a host or being an interviewer, what would you say are like the most key components to, to that? I think having a very thick skin is a big deal. You know, we talk about that a lot on the show is that, you know, a lot of people that consider themselves influencers or they're on a public platform, they get very uh, wrapped up in negative comments and negativity and I can't do it. And can I do it? I, I thank God every day that I have a mom who raised me and my two sisters, a single mom that, you know, never gave me the option of, oh, well, you can just depend on a man or you can depend on, you know, someone else. No one's going to do anything for your career but you. And uh, it does make you a bit of a perfectionist and a bit of a control freak. But at the same time, like, that's what we talk about being grown-ass women, that you have to really do things for yourself. Uh, branding is very important when you're going into being a presenter or being any sort of... Um, um, you know, actor, musician, uh, in, in Mickey's case, a wrestler, branding and social media and really knowing it and reading articles about it, watching YouTube videos about it, really knowing uh, how to create your own brand is a really, really big deal. And people say that very flippantly, but I mean, actually putting the time in and uh, watching your own stuff back is a big deal. I mean, even when I was managing, I was ordering tapes off of eBay, the best of Don Marie, the best of Sonny, you know, and, and best of Missy Hyatt. And I really did my homework. So I would say doing your homework is probably the biggest advice I can give. I mean, a lot of girls, especially in wrestling, that go, oh, well, I love, you know, Becky Lynch. And it's like, that's great. But have you, have you actually looked up, you know, uh, wrestlers from the past or, you know, girls that were really influential? Sunny was very influential in terms of social media and in being, you know, uh, going, going viral in terms of fame and you have to really appreciate all of the women in wrestling. Mickey touched on it earlier that it's a shame that nobody really goes back and tries to um, really study their elders, for lack of a better term. And I think you have to do your homework because they paved the way. And that's that's the road you're walking on. And out of respect, it's, it's what you should be doing. Uh, for Mickey now, it's the same question. But I mean, you have been an influence to, I want to say, two generations of wrestling fans. Uh because they now get to see you on a whole different platform. Uh, and you, there's a lot of little girls who are now of that age who are like, man, maybe I want to pursue this. Uh, what would you tell them for getting into the wrestling business? Oh, um, 
you know, it's been, it's, it's like, it's, it's such an ever evolving road and the path, I think everybody's path is different. And I think Val touched on it very, very much. So of like what I always say is to study your craft and be, you never stop learning and to constantly study every aspect. If you, they say 10,000 hours and then 10,000 hours is what t- it takes to master your craft. And I can tell you that I've put in my 10,000 hours and I'm still learning. I still learn you know, whether it be in a match and stuff. So you you have to keep that open mind and that open heart and never think that you're better than or don't have room for some type of growth. But as a, as a young person, I would say your education is imperative, no matter what, like your education, there is, it is more to this business. The money you make in this business is not done in that ring. It is not done in that ring. So knowledge is power and, and you have to be educate yourself, not just for, you know, understanding how contracts are written and what you're signing, what you're not signing and all the business that happens behind it, but also to empower yourself with the knowledge that I hope that your dream comes true. I pray that your dream comes true, but if it does not come true, that you are going to be just fine and that you are still smart enough and driven enough and have enough knowledge and now on all the tools that you've learned from this business, because there's a lot that you learn from this business that indirectly helps you in so many other facets from acting, modeling, um, writing, your creative abilities, you know, all these other platforms and money and managing money and mismanaging money, all these things that you, these tools that you take with you from learning and, and, and honing in on your craft that then sets you up for so many different platforms outside of the world of wrestling as well. And so just be open-minded and, and open to all of those things and, you know, just try to be the best that you can be. That's all That's you amazing. can really do. That's amazing. And, and you I mentioned love- Dolly Parton. You're like the modern day Dolly Parton. You know, he really, when you, you think look so? At- I don't know as cool as Dolly. If I have Mickey land one day, then we can say I'm as cool as Dolly. I mean, shit, Mickey. I mean, you've done, I mean, you're, you're a hall of fame caliber pro wrestler. Uh, your, your country music's killing it. I mean, you have a new album. I think that's coming out soon too. The, the singles you have are tremendous. You've acted, you're, you're on psych for Christ's sake. I just saw it the other day. I mean, you've kind of accomplished everything. So, you know, I, I tip my hat to you. You've had a, a hell of an amazing career and you still, and being a country artist, there's no slowing down. There's no reason for you to slow down. So you're, you're in a great spot. And I think we will see Mickey land. You think so? Yeah, why not? You can have an annual pass. How about that? Thank you. I appreciate that very (laughs) much. You know, Um, this is a total separate Mickey. I think uh, we're on zoom here. I think you have a rodent problem because either a rat or a squirrel jumped on your bed and is yeah. in your pillows right now. I have no clue. Uh-oh. I don't know. Yeah, it was very scary. Oh, there he is. Yeah, there's the cold. That's, <laughs> that's a that's a dog up oh, there. It is. All right. Okay. Sorry. I thought it was like a like you had a rodent problem. That's was you're giving. You're giving a this great is- story. And great inspiration, and I'm watching these pillows start moving behind you. <laughs> this is why we have Gaw TV. Go Gaw, go Gaw. We tend to we tend to use this kind of stuff as like bonus footage because it's just so funny. Our lives are chaotic, and someone will run in, or something will fall, and we're just cracking up. 
some oh. ha- some hairless animal just jumped up there. Yeah, I saw it. Uh, anyway, Mickey, thank you so much. Mickey James, Cal Val, Valerie Wyndham. These ladies are fucking crazy. You definitely have to check out the Gaw TV. And what a wonderful episode, Tommy, of Women in Wrestling. Absolutely. And I'm thankful that Victoria wasn't on the show because we were never gotten a word in edgewise between the three of them. It's musty television when you watch Gaga TV. <laughs> Thank you so much for everyone tuning in to Women in Wrestling. We'll be back right here on Busted Open. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.